Welcome to Catholic Views. I'm your host, Renee Kranz. On today's show, we will have Mark Kinzemius here. He is the now president emeritus of the Catholic Community Foundation for Eastern South Dakota. He has been the president for almost 30 years of that organization that does lots of good for the Catholic Church. Um, He is coming in to talk about his time with the foundation, what he accomplished, what just what the what in the world he did all those 30 years, which is a lot of good things, by the way, <laughs> and what he's going to do after retirement. Because um, actually, as this after is retirement, airing, he's going to die. That's yeah, what I know. Die. Like <laughs> well, literally yeah, after, after retirement. retirement yes. I mean, okay. What he's going to do now in <laughs> retirement. Thanks for your, that correction, Dr. B. That's great. Yes. That voice you hear, of course, is the lovely Dr. Chris Bergwald. The annoying little brother, <laughs> Dr. Chris Bergwald. <laughs> Who's here for some biblical bites with Dr. B to start so, us off. Um Really looking forward to the interview. So yeah, it's really it's, of course Mark is always great to talk to, and it's such a he'll be embarrassed by this, but uh, inspirational, faithful mm. Catholic. Yeah. Amen. So. Ray, what's today? Today is the uh, first Sunday of Ordinary Time. Nope, Elise. What? Well, you got to count a few because we've had a few. Like what? No, we haven't. We haven't had any Sundays in Ordinary oh, Time yeah, yet. You're right. It is two the nope. first Sunday in ordinary. Nope. Time. We don't have time. I could, it's the it's the second Sunday in ordinary time. Oh right, because the Holy Family was the first. No. Nope. Holy. Nope. <laughs> Epiphany was the first. Oh, because Epiphany fell on Saturday. No. Nope. They moved it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wait, there is the no. Time. There is no first Sunday in ordinary time. That sounds there's like a first week in ordinary time. There's there's a first week in ordinary time, but there's no first Sunday in ordinary time. Um, the Sunday before the second Sunday in or, of ordinary time is either um, Epiphany or the baptism of the Lord, depending okay. on when Christmas falls. Okay. So so now that we took like a minute, sorry, um, sorry, sorry, sorry. Ordinary. This is what I want to focus on. Um, ordinary time. Wah wah wah. Mm-hmm. It's not, no no no. It's actually the, the better way to think about it is it's ordinal time. So I had to do a little research. Oh. Do you know what an ordinal number is, Renee? Uh it's like 10, 20, 30. No, Don't I thought the same thing. Okay. So cardinal cardinal numbers, one, two, three, four. Ordinal numbers, first, second, third, fourth. So oh. ordinal is about when it's in a sequence. The first, the second, the third, the fourth. Okay. So um, we're in the second Sunday of or- ordinal time. It's just a way, it's just a term. Uh, okay. So because in English, when we hear ordinary, we think nothing boring. special. Boring. Yeah. It's just a way to describe the Sundays between, and 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 the, the, the weeks, the liturgical calendar between the Christmas season and Lent, and then between Pentecost and Advent. Oh, yeah. It's, so it's just, it doesn't mean, no big deal, nothing going on. <laughs> It just means ordinal. We, we have to call these Sundays call something. something. So it's the second Sunday in the ordinal list of Sundays. That's mm-hmm. all it means. Mm-hmm. So so with that, don't think that we are now into sort of whatever time. No, this is the time in which we're hearing about Jesus and his public ministry. Um, and we're what we're taking, what we just received right now, the Christmas season, Advent, and we're trying to live it all. Okay. Okay. Now, one other little thing, the first reading, what we're starting this this year off, the first reading is from um, the first book of the prophet Samuel. Okay. Samuel was sleeping in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. So we're starting off right away with reference to the ark of God, mm-hmm. which is the ark of the covenants. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it before, the Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> but the point here is Samuel is somebody 
who would become a prophet of the Lord, who is attentive to what the Lord asks him. And what we read about here is how he says, here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. I have a feeling there's a lot more behind that. We just don't have time. That's right. Thanks, Dr. B. You bet. Before we start our interview today, I want to tell you about an event that is coming up uh, at the beginning of February. It is the very popular Last Caller Standing event. This is a time when local priests go head-to-head in a hilarious, and I promise you it is hilarious, live-streamed competition, very similar to Survivor. So if you haven't seen it, um, don't miss your chance to see your favorite priests compete against each other to decide who will be the last caller standing. This happens on Sunday, February 4th at 4 p.m. online at sfcatholic.org slash LCS, which stands for Last Caller Standing. Um, you can also, if you for some reason can't find that, you can find us on YouTube at SF Diocese, and you can find it there as well. Um, if you want updates on that, you can text Last Caller to eight four five seven six. All right. So, in the studio with me today, I have Mark Consemius, who is now officially President Emeritus of the Catholic Community Foundation for Eastern South Dakota. Welcome, Mark. He Thank is, you. Great Mark, to be here. Like just retired. Just retired. Like last week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, well, okay, so he, we're recording this on his very last day. So here. technically I'm working. Technically he's working. <laughs> when you hear this, he's not working anymore. <laughs> or at least I hope not. Or at least not very much. Um, so we wanted to have Mark come in because he has been here for just about 30 years, right? It would yes. be it would be thirty yep. years. I'm, I'm in my thirtieth yes. year, if you will. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So um, this is a big deal. Uh, you've been here a long time, yeah. and it's got to be a little weird. Yeah, you know, uh, along the way, as human nature is for at least some of us, mm-hmm. uh, and you have to know, I traveled extensively for thirteen years right. with my previous employer. So I had traveled to thirty five countries in all fifty oh. states prior to coming here. And uh, at the age of 35, when I came here, there's no way I thought 30 years later I'd be retiring right. from this very same position. Right. Right. Because um, sometimes you have the tendency to think, well, what's, what's wrong with him? He's been there for 30 years. Why didn't he find something Especially else? Especially now that hardly happens anymore. It hardly happens. And to that point, Renee, my son, who's now 36, mm-hmm. we were talking on the phone and for various reasons, including COVID. He's been in five or six different jobs over the past mm-hmm. four years. Mm-hmm. He said, Dad, you realize how fortunate you are mm-hmm. to be retiring from the same organization yes. you've been in for 30 years. And, and of course, he wasn't really asking me. He was telling me, right. <laughs> which was a great reminder yeah. of just how blessed I really yeah. am. Yeah. So I know a lot of people in the diocese know who you are, but in case someone doesn't know anything about you, can you, let's start with two things. Tell us about where you grew up, your family. And then how sure. did you come to be at the foundation? Yeah, so I'm uh, actually a Midwesterner. I grew up in north central Minnesota. Okay. And uh, and I grew up Catholic, so okay. my faith has always been important to me. Mm-hmm. And it was through that experience that I actually ended up here. Uh, I spent three of my four years on the campus of North Dakota State University at the Newman Center there. Newman Center. Keep that in Newman mind. Right? That's the thing we have in common. Um, uh, my daughter did go to SDSU, so yes. Jack Rabbit as well. Um, 
but then I ended up traveling with an international organization called Up With People. Oh, sure, yeah. And that's where I met my wife, Jeannie, who's from New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. And uh, through the course of that time there, I was involved in what we call mission advancement. Mm -hmm. So it's a nonprofit. How do we uh -huh. advance the mission? Okay. Engage the, you know, the public in your mission yeah. to support it. A bit like yeah. fundraising. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. really what it is. Yeah, right? okay. And uh, then the, uh, in, this was in 1994, Archbishop Carlson was the, uh, had just been assigned here to the Diocese mm -hmm. of Sioux Falls. Mm -hmm. And he recognized early on that, you know, um, actually the diocese at the time had been operating in the red for a few years. Mm -hmm. and, and it wasn't really a big deal, but to him it was a big deal. And that is a significant thing. That's yeah. not sustainable. Yeah. And he, he realized that um, really the way to advance the mission of the church here in East River is to really grow a foundation, right. a Catholic foundation. Right. So foundation's very common at the time? Not not real common. Okay. No. And uh, because it's really a donor-directed approach, which right. is so different in the church, at least our experience of church. And... Um, Archbishop didn't know anybody. He was brand new to South Dakota. So he goes back to the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. They have an office of planning. And he goes, hey, do you know anybody who might consider being a development director mm -hmm. in South Dakota? And this uh, gentleman said, well, I know, I don't know this particular person, but here's a resume we got from the director of the Newman Center at NDSU. Oh, okay. Who okay. had always been saying, Mark, when you're ready to settle down, come back to the Midwest. <laughs> and that's Father Dave McCulley. Uh, God rest his soul. And um, and so Archbishop did not know me. I didn't know him. It's a Saturday afternoon, Memorial Day weekend. I'm in Denver. I'm living really the good life. I'm As I mentioned, I'm 35. I've been yeah. to 35 countries. You're living in Denver, in the and, mountains. In the mountains. <laughs> uh, we have two children. It's a very stimulating, interesting uh, uh, experience I'm having professionally and personally. And uh, Jeannie says, hey, Mark, guy on the phone who is calling for you he said he's a bishop and i don't know any bishops. You're like, what? i'm catholic i go to mass on sunday right. but i don't know any bishop so all the way to the phone i'm thinking which one of my buddies is playing a joke on me? <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna figure this out and call him out on it and uh bishop carlson is a great salesperson <laughs> if anybody knows him uh and he convinced me early on that he indeed was the new bishop as he said in south dakota and he said would you be interested to come and work for me mm -hmm. in the church. And, um, you know, I just, you know, the Holy Spirit, I, I don't know why I said yes, but sure. I, I don't know you. You don't know me. There's nothing Never to lose. Never lived in Sioux Falls. Yeah. And it, <laughs> it took three months for his calendar, my calendar to mesh. Sure. Actually flew from New Hampshire on vacation to come out here. And I remember it was just a phenomenal day. I, I kind of kid. It's the it's the one and only day I've lived here where it was seventy two degrees, no humidity, no bugs, no wind. That's the only way it's you're going to get someone here, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can live here. Day. <laughs> I can live here. Um, but uh, all kidding aside, uh, there were a couple people I still remember who were there: Monsignor Doyle, God rest his soul; mm -hmm. Al Kurtenbach, Jeremiah Murphy, God rest his soul, and. Uh, I was just so amazed at the vision Archbishop had for mm -hmm. the church here in East River. Mm -hmm. And Jeannie jokes, she, she said she still remembers picking me up at the airport, and she said, I could just see it in your face. 
And her She's first, like, we're going to move to South Dakota. Her worst, exactly. So <laughs> you actually, it came out more like a question, like, we're not going to be moving to South Dakota. <laughs> and, uh, but she is such a, she's fantastic. And Jeannie was open to it. And she said, let's do it. And so um, just so shocked, October of September, October of 1994, we moved out here. Yeah. And um, not one single regret. But I never thought that this is where we'd end up right. raising our kids and now being retired. Jeannie has no desire. It's her turn now for me to be right. close to her family. Right. Her mom's still alive, but we're going to live here. Oh, that's uh, We're so blessed to be here. That's good to hear. So I've, that's a long story, but it's a beautiful story of God's providence. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Yeah. So can you tell us what was your faith like before you came to the foundation and how has it changed since you've been here doing this work? Cause this is, and you should maybe tell us just a little bit about what you do. Sure. But but how has your faith changed in that time? Well, first of all, the Catholic Foundation's mission is to help donors grow deeper in love with Christ mm-hmm. by sharing their gifts in gratitude to God. Mm-hmm. So we really do see it as a ministry. Right. And so it's we believe everything we do should be about our faith. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, okay, this is about money, so we come compartmentalizing it separate to our faith mm-hmm. should be fully integrated. Right. And and we desire our donors to give out of gratitude and to have an experience of joy. That's our litmus test. Did we do okay with Renee today when she made that gift? If she has joy, we did. Yeah. As opposed to she has guilt, she has mm-hmm. buyer's remorse, she wishes <laughs> she didn't do it, or she was doing it out of obligation. We want you to do it because you're just, you recognize everything is a gift from God. Right. And I, I would say, Renee, before coming here, that already was ingrained oh, in me, if you will. Ingrained sounds like it was, but it was it was a part of my life because of the witness of my parents, okay, and their parents and my grandparents. I was around people who were really truly grateful. Mm-hmm. My mom, her last days of her life, I mean, it was difficult. She'd just look up at me in her weakness and say, "I am so blessed." Wow. And and so um, that hasn't changed. But what has changed is how um, I still had, I questioned myself. So I came here, I'd, I'd never worked for the Catholic Church, as mm-hmm. I mentioned. I'd never run a foundation, even though I'd done some fundraising. And I didn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. And Bishop didn't know me. And many times early on, it was like, what are we doing? And what am I doing? And I can't do this. Mm-hmm. You know, those thoughts creep mm-hmm. in your mind. And so that's where uh, I am still amazed every day. And now that I'm retired, it's like, wow, I truly was the president of a Catholic foundation. Because mm-hmm. every day I was like, who am I to be doing this? And yet God would would just show the fruits. Mm-hmm. And um, I think where my faith has grown is uh, I have the privilege of working next to a church, the yeah. cathedral, in the monastery. And in the beginning, I thought this is sort of... Uh, it's in the way of my work day because it's a half hour to go to mass, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. In the middle of my work. Now yeah. I see this integrated in my work. Yes. Like I go there to pray, Lord, who do you want me to call? Yeah. And and give me the words to say. And I've seen it over and over again be rewarded. Yeah. Um, and my, you've inspired other people to do that same thing in well, this building, I have to say. Oh, well, that's that's wonderful. Yeah. Because I was inspired by people right. before right. me. You know, right. that's how our faith is passed mm-hmm. on. I didn't initiate that thought. Right. <laughs> um, but I, I think we take everything to, to Jesus. None of it's too small. Right. 
And I think the more specific, the better. So mm-hmm. I literally say, Lord, I, if I don't have anything on my calendar, it's like, I, I don't know what to do today. Show me. Right. Yeah. I know you got a perfect plan and just un- unveil it and, and help me be disposed to your will today. Yeah. And then if I have things in my calendar, Lord, be in the middle of that. And um, he continues to be, uh, I'm just so amazed. Renee, I was able to share. I brought a couple notes so I'd get it right. Yeah, yeah. Just the last week, so I'm still taking credit because mm. I'm, you know. <laughs> right, The last right. week of, of the year, which is traditionally uh, in the U.S. because they're a tax system, a time for people to make a lot of gifts. But mm-hmm. um, just in one week, we process $1,826,000, wow. All of that is donor-designated money where donors are passionate right. in their prayer. They have come to a conclusion they want to designate gifts, and they want us to do it with our Catholic values mm-hmm. as the Catholic Community Foundation. Mm-hmm. And we are, I'm just so humbled that people would entrust us to be good stewards. Of yeah. It. That's just one week. and That's um, insane. <laughs> when you do it over, in the first few years, I was the first employee. We now have 18 employees in five communities. Mm-hmm. That blows me away. Yeah, it's like, yeah. wow, Lord. <laughs> and um, I, I don't take pride in that, but I take great um, joy and I'm mm-hmm. so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's just all witness of the Lord. Yeah. So over all that time, we actually track every gift and uh, we're over $330 million. Wow. Over, you know, twenty these 29 years. That That's incredible. Processed. That's above and beyond Catholic family sharing. Yep. I feel. Can I just add real quick, we don't talk about this a lot because when you talk about numbers, it quickly becomes transactional for right. one. <clears throat> right. It can be. And then people can also go, oh, the church has so much money. But, you know, so listeners, please keep in mind, because uh, many of you you do it or who are listening have used the Catholic Community Foundation. You're asking us to distribute it to these ministries yes. that you have designated. yes. We do have some monies that are unrestricted, and they go into uh, a process where we have a grant review committee yep. every year. Yep, I've that used takes that myself. Grant applications. Yes. I think some of the things in the studio. Yes, we get to do Catholic views mm-hmm. in part because of the generosity of donors yes. who, who desire to support this ministry. Yeah. So that's just an example of it. But um, my faith has grown. That's where the question originated. Is that God won't be outdone in generosity? Yeah. I've seen the more generous people are, uh, the more <laughs> uh, generous God is in a sense. I mean, um, I've experienced that myself yeah. because I, I'm, I'm just inherently selfish. I mean, sure. I, 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 I kind of hang on to stuff. Yeah. I have a hard time letting go and trusting that it's okay to give first because God will provide. Mm-hmm. And I, But the more I give, and I, I, I've been sort of challenge to give because others around me give so much. Mm-hmm. I need to live this, yeah. be authentic. God has just blessed me so many more times over yeah. than anything I've ever given. Yeah. So um, I, you may have already answered these couple next questions, but sure. we'll see. Um, what was the biggest challenge you faced? I mean, I know there was a challenge in under, in knowing that you had what it took to run the foundation, but there must be something else. Yeah, well, I was going to say getting started was oh, for sure yeah. the biggest challenge. I bet. I didn't know where to begin or what to do, uh, but God provided. And he provided this uh, Bishop Carlson, I remember, said, Mark, 
I'm going to give you an office. I'm going to give you a car. Um, you're going to have a phone. I don't even know if they had computers 30 years ago. <laughs> they didn't have laptops. I know. No, no. <laughs> um, no, we did have a computer yeah. system. And uh, But he said a consultant. And I was a little offended, even though I knew I didn't know what I was going to do. But sometimes, sure. you know, consultant. Well, you hired me. Why do I need Right, you? right. But this is as much art as it is science. Mm-hmm. So it's just somebody to help coach and encourage and somebody to bounce ideas off of. Yeah. And um, this person has been with us once a month for a day or two. And he's been so helpful mm-hmm. just in coaching and encouraging and, and actually challenging me in my weak areas. Sure. Uh, his name is Rick Frisch, and I'm forever grateful to Rick. Um, and uh, God is so good. Renee, um, the, the board of directors has asked me now to play that role. Oh, that's awesome. With our, yeah. our yeah. staff now as I move into this role as president emeritus. Perfect consultant. <laughs> One to two days a week where I, or a month, I'm sorry, where I get to poke them right. in their uneasy areas and right. just challenge and encourage them. Yeah. I think yeah. it's always good to have someone from the outside, too, that's not embroiled in the everyday of that, that can say, yeah. uh, hey, did you guys ever think about this? And because sometimes you just don't, you're working away and, and you don't yeah. see the thing that's right in front of you. Well, in, in our kind of work too, or ministry, um, people are asking us for things like expense reports and budgets mm-hmm. and strategic plans or whatever. But very few times are they saying, who did you call today? Or have you made your phone calls today? Have you reached out to people today? Yeah. There's nobody else accountable to that except right. you. Right. And so you need to have that kind of discipline. And that's yeah. that's the kind of role I can play. Yeah. And if I could just say one other thing um, where I was really challenged, I'd say just about every big project that we were blessed to be a part of, I entered it with, oh, we can't do that. Uh, build a <laughs> retreat center. Oh, come on. Uh, restore the cathedral. Mm-hmm. You know, come 20, on. Yeah. <laughs> $35 million. No way. Right. Build a monastery, a homeless shelter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had to convince myself yeah. first, and it took a while mm-hmm. before we could— um, jump into it, and I could invite others yeah. to be a part of it. And, and that gen- took a lot of prayer. Yeah, and the yeah. generosity of the people here are is incredible, isn't incredible. it? Incredible. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think you maybe are going to ask me this, but I, I can tell you the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House was absolutely amazing because um, Bishop Swain led that mm-hmm. effort in terms of visioning it and giving us the green light. But he himself had plenty of caution sure. and was risk adverse. So yes. <laughs> shared that in common. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was announced in February. We didn't have the money, but said we we're going to do this because really the city of Sioux Falls, frankly, said we need help. Mm-hmm. And the Catholic yeah. Church is uniquely yeah. set up because we're not congregational. You know, we're not these independent. Right. As a collective organization, can we we have the manpower to yep uh, to horsepower to go do this? So we announced it in February, and it actually not only raised the money, but we built it. 11 months later, it was open. Wow. That's incredible. It is absolutely remarkable. It is a story of a community. And this is non-Catholics as well as Catholics. Everybody jumped on board because Jesus said, right, feed the hungry and and, uh, house the homeless. And it was so right in front of us in the middle of this as if we needed additional motivation. Mm -hmm. Very sadly, a woman died from exposure in the stairwell of a parking garage right here in our city. Yep. And one of the mantras became, not in our city. Yep. And and, uh, God is so good. 
something to be proud of. I don't think proud, proud as much as just really grateful again, just grateful to God. Yeah. And uh, sadly, that work <laughs> is not done. We now no. get to work on a shelter for families, families homeless yep. families, yep. kind of the next phase of the Bishop Dudley House. Yeah. Um, okay, we have just a couple minutes left. So I don't know if you can answer both these questions. I think you can. Um, so I want to know what's your biggest blessing from your time and what are you going to do in retirement? Yeah. So those two things in two minutes. Oh, in two minutes. Okay. <laughs> Approximately. Uh, uh, I'll try to. Man, you know my weakness. I know. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, biggest blessing by far is being able to walk with individual donors in their journey of faith. Yeah. Relationship, you always said, was so important. It's so inspiring yeah. to hear people's stories. So I often say, you know, what what we do, like making a donation is inspiring. Mm-hmm. How it's made is kind of interesting, but why people make it, mm-hmm. now that is fascinating and inspiring. And yeah. that's what I get to do. That's my biggest joy yeah. and gratitude. And every donation has a story. I'd yeah. love to tell you the story of Broomtree. It is so fascinating. And we, you can't get that Someday. done in a, in a minute, can you? Okay, so well, we'll have you. Maybe we'll have you come oh, back and do that at some it's, point. It's a story. It's just this beautiful Lutheran pastor who called us not once, really? but three times, and what that led to. And oh, it's it's a great story. We'll do a, we'll do a little feature on Broomtree yeah. at some point. And, and what I'm going to do in retirement, um, this might sound trite, but <laughs> I'm, I really truly don't think I'll be bored. Number one. And I just really want to dispose myself to the Holy Spirit um, to be in that place of freedom mm-hmm. to respond and not have, well, I got work to do or I've got this job or, you know, as men, we kind of are wired to provide. Yep. Um, well, you know, in retirement, a lot of that's now taken care of. Mm-hmm. And uh, already this Wednesday, um, Jeannie and I are going to be helping teach confirmation classes oh, nice. for Father Cowles at Our nice. Lady Guadalupe because he asked. And I just want to be open to those yeah. kinds of things. So no big grand plan that we're going to travel around the U.S. for a year or anything. You're going to leave um, it open and see what happens. Yeah, and I'm so blessed because we I've now traveled to 50 countries. Right. Uh, I don't have this big urge for travel. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would expect travel to be in there because we have friends sure. all over the world. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I've been asked by our board of directors is to continue pr- to produce Christmas at the cathedral. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I look forward <laughs> to seeing, you know, what the Lord has in store for yeah. that. I do too, because boy, I mean, that has been, along with the projects and the buildings, that has been one of the lasting legacies, I think, that you leave behind. It's It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I, sometimes I tell people, well, because of the Bishop's Charity events, I get to fish and hunt and golf <laughs> and do these concerts. <laughs> It's a great job. It is a great job. You've been very fortunate, haven't you? I have been very blessed. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, you'll be missed here, very much missed. And thank you for all your hard work, um, the blessings you've been, the blessing you've been to everyone here and all the donors you've worked with. Oh, thank you, Renee. Over the years. And I, really I'd be remiss it. to not say I've worked with a great team here yes, at the Catholic you Pastoral Center yeah. and our Catholic Foundation staff. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. grateful. And, and all of our bishops. So yeah. Yeah. He'll be missed, but I'm sure we'll see you around. I look right? forward to it. Right. Count on. <laughs> all right. Thanks for coming yeah. in, Mark. God bless you. Thanks. All right. If you haven't found us on social media yet, you can always find us at Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Twitter, at SF Diocese Anytime. That's it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic Views. <laughs>